video. It's the only way to get what you want to watch when Hello, you watch. my name's Justin Kluder. I'm here today with Mark Hansen. And you're listening to the Bay Street Video Podcast. We go through all of this week's new releases on Blu-ray and DVD. And there's a lot of them. Oh my <laughs> there's god, a lot there's a lot of them lot. this week. As I've been going on, I've been like lowering the font each time <laughs> to like make it fit on a page on both sides. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, we'll need like a microscope at one point I to know, get right? rid of it all. <laughs> I mean, what, what do you think, Mark, about the fact that companies have been like releasing big box sets of everything. I mean, most famously, Severn announced, I'm sure you probably put some pre-orders in, yeah, the well, Al Adamson, Adamson box set. I know, I'm really excited 30 for that. movies. I know. 30 movies. It's a limited run, too. Apparently, they're only really? doing 1,500. Are you getting any here? I hope so. I mean, we usually get those Severn box sets. They did uh, the Hemisphere box of horror. Okay. And the Blood but they also collection, did which were limited, and we got Combat Shock, which was limited. We never, never got, got that. Combat that Shock. was like some sort of direct Severin. Yeah, release. I think this one's yeah. so big they won't just make this it one direct. We should. I'm pretty sure we will be getting. Okay, because yeah. I don't know if I have to go I, make my pre-order because I no, want no, that I, box set yeah, yeah. so we can collect dust and I don't oh, watch I know, any of right? the movies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I, I brought it up because one missed call trilogy is being put out by Air. Now, this is ridiculous, because, like, <laughs> maybe some people have some affinity for the first one missed call. Yeah, I like the first the one But the other two? It's <laughs> like, what? Yeah, I didn't even realize. I knew there was a second one. I didn't even realize there was a third one. I don't know um, if they were DTV films. I think they were. Yeah. I mean, only I mean, so was Ring, just, so maybe they're great. Well, that's the thing. I yeah. think this is following up on the popularity of the Ringu trilogy. You guys like the Ringu trilogy? Here's I the love, one missed yeah, call trilogy. But the Ringu trilogy is actually, like, classic, legit yeah. classic movies. The one missed, I mean, one missed call. Is like Takashi Miike yeah, made Takashi a horror Mike. movie, yeah. and it's fun. It's yeah. weird. It's wild. It's over the like top. every Miike film, exactly. But then you get two other ones. But then you get two others. <laughs> um, I, you know, did they include the the Hollywood remake on this? No, <laughs> I saw that movie in theaters when it came out. I was like, were the you so only excited? Person to see. Yeah. Did you see all the Japanese remakes I when did. they were coming I, out? I, I Why? Did. I know. I don't. I was on a big J horror kick, and I'd seen all the original J horrors. And for so some reason, is this I box feel... set for you? Are you like I'm gonna yeah, get I mean, it? I'm intrigued because I've never seen two or three. I don't think they're going to be very good. I haven't no, heard they very good things. Um, I'm intrigued, though. I mean, yeah. the original one, Miss Call, would be nice to have on Blu-ray. It's only been available. Sure. Kind of like <laughs> yeah. I always see that DVDs, one like it would be like know? in used DVD store. They always have one Miss yeah, Call. I know. Uh, we also have a ton of Spookies releases. Ooh, I know. I said Spookies releases because I'm excited for Spookies. I meant Vinegar, <laughs> Vinegar Syndrome. Syndrome. But we have a ton of copies of Spookies. Do you? Because... It's a big one. Yep. I, I mean, have been we played for this it for a long time at um, Laser Blast Film Society, the monthly screening that we do, uh, at, and it went over like gangbusters. People oh, yeah. had no idea what it was, and, and I missed killed. that screening. Really, I wonder. If I know, you regretfully, spooky's trailers. I think the trailer I cut maybe one of the first things at the top. I remember that too. I've <laughs> yeah. seen that. Uh, and this is like a mega release from Vinegar Syndrome oh, because yeah. this was a movie that nobody ever thought was going to come out. I don't want to get too much into its history, which is amazing. There was an it's oral crazy, history that yeah. came out uh, years ago and that like really got my interest basically what happened was two young guys wanted to make the ultimate Evil Dead style horror movie and they put everything they had in it and the producer who gave them the money didn't know what he was doing panicked when he saw their two hour rough cut and he fired them and hired some other director a woman actually to finish it and basically what she did is she added like 30 new monsters in it (laughs) in a story that makes no sense and like like the original film just ends at one point like and what was happening on that set as well even during the main 
shooting, like the cinematographer's son, baby, passed away while shooting, and he still continued to Holy shoot man. afterwards. Like it was like yeah. crib death. And this release doesn't have a commentary track for obvious reasons because mm-hmm. the people that are involved like are still really hurt by it. Yeah. But it does have like two feature length making of or something it's like a that. Two disc Blu-ray. Set. Yeah. And Vinegar Syndrome and never does yeah, two discs. And they usually do combos. There's no mm-hmm. DVD in this. It's yeah. just two Blu-rays loaded Ugh. with features. Yeah. If you like monsters, if you like weird films with crazy histories, like yeah. this is a blu-ray you have to get yeah i watched this for the first time this weekend oh did I, you i was so mad i missed you guys screaming oh it was always so much fun so i had to see it and it was a lot of fun yeah, yeah i loved it i mean the, yeah the movie makes no sense and i <laughs> and i don't understand there's so many characters in it that yeah. don't really seem to like what are their relationships one of them is like a ventriloquist <laughs> yeah, yeah like what are this what is this collection of people that and that was like the original footage too i know like, that's the, the thing it's like why would these people be friends because at first i was like oh maybe that was the new people no. they got but i'm like no but that doesn't make sense either. But but you know what? The monsters are great. There's like a the giant spider woman. Yeah. Stop motion. Oh, man. I love the creature effects. Like every three minutes, a new monster shows yeah. up. And it's a film that its most famous scene is probably the fact that there's a scene with a bunch of mud monsters. Yeah. And the story goes that the producer watching the re-edit went, hey, what if you added farts over it? <laughs> I, I think it would make the scene better. And the sound designer's like, no, that's crazy. And he's like, no, 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 add farts. And the sound designer made the big mistake, which he went, all right, I'll add the farts. And then like in his mind, he's like, he'll see how stupid it is and we won't continue it. But the producer loved it. So see, there's a scene where there's like a I bunch know. of monsters come out and all you hear I thought that was totally unintentional. Like I was watching, my partner and I were watching it, and yeah. we're watching the scene, and and she's just like, "Is that the mud is that, sound? Like, are those farts? Like, are they just <laughs> farting?" And I'm like, "I don't think they're supposed to be farts, but they sound like farts." And then they're I read the trivia farts, after, yeah. and it's like, "No, they were actually just farts." <laughs> yeah. The producer, who right. I believe he was a distributor in the UK, he may have done like music stuff as well. I just had no idea what yeah, he was doing. Yeah, clearly, but uh, great time. Yep, Vinegar Syndrome also released the Candy Snatchers. This is a yep. mean-spirited little film, like last. Yeah. House on the Lefty, which was famous in that it was never supposed to come out. Like, every DVD distributor was like, we can't make a deal with it. The rights are so tangled. But then Vinegar Syndrome came in and is putting it out on Blu-ray. Remastered, oh, yeah. looking great. Oh, yeah. So, if you've always wanted to see this one, because the DVD used to go for like $100 yeah, out of print, oh, yeah. here's your chance. Uh, Flesh-Eating Mothers, one that I don't know, but I see the cover all the Love time. the cover of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we used, we had this on DVD, and it actually never really moved much. Mm. So, I don't know if people just don't know about this, but it has a really enticing uh, This is the one I always it. get confused with the Trome one, you know, yeah, the, the, like looked, Cannibal Grandies yeah, one, yeah. something like that, which is but, German. No, it's Belgium. It's and dubbed Belgian, in English. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you know, I like the Vinegar Syndrome. I mean, you get them all in one go, but you get like yeah. all the different flavors of I the know, movies right? that they're putting out, which is interesting because they did say that they wanted to become more mainstream. They thought people were thinking yeah. them too much as a porn company, which is good that we got two pornos coming <laughs> out know, from Vinegar right? Syndrome. <laughs> so wait, are these on Blu-ray? Thousand and uh, One yep. Erotic Nights and yep. Hard Soap, they Hard don't... Soap and Disney. Go yeah, lady. they don't do DVD only releases anymore. For oh, because they used to do stuff. only pornos. Yeah, to, yeah. And so now those are both combo packs. I don't know. I didn't. Thousand and One Erotic Nights seems to be a bigger I don't porno know. title is, than it, some is it of the a porno rest. it says erotic films, but that may just mean porno. It's a porno yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you go on their site, you look through all the screen caps. Like, yeah. 
90 percent of them are just i love the vinegar syndrome is doing all that like and they get like commentaries when they can yeah yeah yeah. like taboo has like like three audio commentary tracks sells all the time really you sold me uh i don't know if i bought a copy from you i probably bought it from the vinegar (laughs) syndrome table uh zombie island massacre i've never heard of that movie yeah Yeah. i never really heard of it either i mean it looks a little more recent but it it looks kind of like it's got to be a regional film too because the thing about vinegar syndrome is that they do not do non-film releases yeah like they won't do anything shot on vhs or anything um shot digitally so it's got to be something like it can't be recent i don't think they've never really done that yeah it's just maybe 90s like a regional film i think Mm -hmm. yeah so that's all the Vinegar Syndrome releases. And we also have Pet Cemetery 2 coming out from Shout. And it's this week's Blind, Blind Buy. <laughs> so we came up with a name for this segment. Yep, eh? it's the Blind Buy. Did we call that last week? Or no, that, no, this okay. is brand new. So we just called this Pick a Movie. Or yeah, movie it's like Bay Street Video Pick, something. which is not yeah. true. So now with our movie that we're picking that neither of us have seen, mm-hmm. we're going to call it Blind Buy. Because blind that's buy. what you do when you haven't seen a movie. <laughs> yeah, that you, you blind buy it. Blind Buy it. So... Would Pet you blind buy two. Pet Cemetery 2? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what we should decide at the end of the segment. Would you blind buy it? Yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, I like that. Compared to all the other movies that we watch, all those would have been no's, I think. Yeah. No. <laughs> you wouldn't blind buy Mob Town? <laughs> <laughs> Only if it was your birthday. Uh, so, Pet Cemetery 2, never saw it. It's, yeah, I never saw this one. I would Love always look at Pet the Cemetery, VHS though. cover, yeah. which had Edward Furlong and another kid in the background. And he's like holding a shovel. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, it's like, we're going to dig up hell or we're bringing hell or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Uh, like, we're going to raise some hell. And I'm like, is is he fighting like pets or something like that? I don't know what it is. Yeah. And it's not like that Stephen King wrote a sequel no, or anything. No, yeah. So. It's no, um, sometimes they come back yeah. again, which he did not write. But <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and so I decided to pick it because I knew that Mark loves everything about the 90s. Yep. So he obviously loves everything Edward Furlong. Everything about Edward Furlong. <laughs> so I looked at Edward Furlong's filmography. He did not have like a streak yet. T2. Yep. And he had maybe one other movie and that was pretty much it. And then he was in the dregs. From yeah. I mean, he was in Brain Scan. Any Brain oh, Scan fans out I there? I hate Brain Scan. Yeah. Brain Scan sucks. Brain Scan's a movie that I really want to love more than <sighs> I do. It has an amazing first 20 minutes. Yeah. And you're like, how are they going to expand on this? And they don't. It goes downhill. Yeah. (laughs) But Pet Cemetery 2. And also the fact that poor Mary Lambert had to come back to make the sequel to her first film. Yeah. Which is just like a remake of the first one. Basically, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and I, I, I like, I'm fascinated by Mary Lambert because she was such a big music video director, you know, she like directed Madonna videos and then... I remember got, she famously got fired from yeah. Under the Cherry Moon, right, I think, that's, the right. Prince movie. Yep. And then she did a, like an erotic thriller or mm-hmm. something and then got Pet Cemetery. But then after Pet Cemetery 2, she never really... Yeah, nothing really. Not she really got no... TV it's like here the, and there. I mean, she did the in-crowd. <laughs> Hollywood. Uh, women, they treat like garbage, even if they get a hit. Yeah. Probably with her Pet Cemetery, they were like, oh, it's not really her. It's like Stephen King that people yeah, are coming to see. Yeah. I never really had that much affinity for Pet Cemetery 1. I find uh, the ending really? like goofy and like not a... It's fun, but I, I really like. I don't the think first it delivers. I love the I book. I thought it had like a. Re- you know, I haven't read the book. Yeah. I got to read the book. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie really was like more emotional to me mm. than I was expecting going in. I thought it was just going to be like some cheesy yeah. horror movie. But that kid at I the end, saw it, he's like, "I'm gonna get you." Yeah, I kind of like it though. You. I don't know. The guys struggle and trying to bring and the. Wait, the, who's the, the guy? He's the guy that's in all those Nigeria Stephen King movies, yeah. isn't it? What's his name? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, but he's in all those pictures. Yeah, some like. But Pet Cemetery Two. Yeah. So did you like it? 
I know your opinion, really. so I'm putting I, I you on the, on yeah, the hot seat. Yeah, I first. didn't really like it. I I liked parts about it. Mm-hmm. I like there were some great kill scenes. Oh, and so some good. Gra- I, the opening. I love the opening. Mm-hmm. The opening movie. It's so good. It opens with this like movie set meta scene and this horrific death that yeah. just comes out of nowhere. That. I really like. Yeah. And then there's some really great death scenes throughout. Yeah, um, basically the last half hour. So, yeah. Because you're waiting for the stuff to happen. It's like Edward Furlong moves to a new town with his yep. dad played by. Which is the original town. Yeah. The, and I think some actors is... come back. The only actor who comes back is the vet from the first the movie. The vet, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I missed a lot of the people mm-hmm. from the first. I mean, even though a lot of them are dead. So, for the first hour, I was like, oh, all right, let's go. But then yeah. suddenly Clancy Brown comes back from the dead I, as I like a you'd psycho like that, cop. Yeah. <laughs> And Mary Lambert, I guess she had just seen uh, the Beyond or House by the Cemetery because it's like full of like Lucho Fulci, like eye trauma, like faces are ripped off. I don't know if this is an uncut version. It was always like this on VHS, but it's like graphic. It is. Yeah. It was more graphic than Mm. I was expecting. So were you a little bit thrown off that like Edward Furlong suddenly becomes the villain of the movie? I know you liked that part and you're... I didn't like that turn because I just... It comes out of nowhere, too. It comes out of nowhere and I didn't understand what... And, you know, I was, like, feeling for Edward Furlong, you know, like, new kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. getting bullied, whatever. And then suddenly he's like, and I've then, dug like, my mom up yeah, from the grave. You know, and it's weird. I, yeah. It's, like, over it's the top. It's super dark, too, because, like, there's, like, a kid gets chased, and then he gets brutally murdered with his mom. I know. <laughs> yeah. I, and I do love, I mean, it's not really a spoiler, mm-hmm. but it, over the end credits, they show all these weird vignettes of all the people that <laughs> the died, died in it. Yeah. It's, like, some sort of, like, in-memorium treat for me <laughs> yeah. at, like, the Oscars. And I'm like, so what good. is this? Yeah. So, like, the last, like, like 40 funny, minutes yeah. are so wild that they like took me aback in a record I don't know like did they suddenly realize they had a special effects button because like people are melting yeah like, everybody goes insane in the last oh half hour God. there's like a live-in like housekeeper who suddenly is like <laughs> nuts yeah exactly right I <laughs> yeah. don't I Love don't it. understand yeah it's one of those things where you it seems like they were making one kind of movie and then it's like different the, people yeah, so took wait, over I wonder something. if maybe like did a director no because she directed all she of directed it directed all of it because she was yeah. very passionate about this blu-ray release coming yep. out and she's involved and she does commentaries and interviews yeah and like yeah, that. it's a pretty packed, like, mm-hmm. shout collector So tradition, it's a so. no from you. It's a no from me. But it's a <laughs> it's yay for me. Yeah, it's a yay yeah. for you. These are the kind of horror movies that, like, I love to discover because I'm like, whoa, what is this? I've never yeah. seen this before. But looking online, this was, like, a cult film for a lot of people that, I guess, love T2 and then, like, moved to the next Edward Furlong thing. Yeah, I guess so, right? Yeah. I mean, because I thought I read they had somebody else potentially in this movie mm. and then they were like no no we got oh that's what it was they actually wanted it to be a female lead like a teenage it should have been girl yeah i think that but would, then have, been would better. She have gone crazy at well the then end? i don't know yeah i don't like that but they were like no you can't do that we want edward furlong he's like <laughs> okay. hot off t2 right now yeah and so. that's it that'll be it and for he just furlong. like broods through that he, he was uh, great at brooding you know in his like giant baggy his shirt giant, <laughs> that was that was a 90s thing right there. <laughs> yeah. the 90s fashion is off the charts uh so severin is also putting out the astrologer i mean yeah, not this is Craig not the Daddy good one. one. Yeah. So uh, when they first announced this, I was like, ooh, the Craig Denny the one. The font looks no. like the Craig Denny it one. It does. If people don't know, uh, Nicholas uh, Winden Refn found a movie called The Astrologer that yeah. has never been put out on DVD, VHS, anywhere. No. And Agfa helped him and they started screening it. And Laser Blast Film Society was lucky enough to be able to screen it two times Twice, yeah. yeah it's a packed house both times yeah it's a movie that like it's not even describable i it's hope you love so astrology funny. i mean it's like 
kind of like something like Tommy Wiseau's The yeah, Room. Yeah, I was going to say The like, Room. Because it's like a vanity project yeah. like that, but it's so much different plot-wise. Well, it's I, like I, an Indiana Jones adventure yeah, in the first 20 minutes, and then he becomes the greatest astrologer in the world. Yeah. And the performances are so good. They are good. And Craig unfortunately, Daddy himself is a madman. Uh, that movie's never going to come out because yeah, Lionsgate owns the rights, and do they, they? they do, and they do not want to put it out. It's also packed with Moody Blues music Lionsgate. that they yeah. do not have the rights for. So. Uh, uh, yeah, if you didn't see that Laser Blast screening, that's I don't unfortunate, think Agfa has screened it since either, because no, I think I that was think probably so. just... It. And for a second, when Severin announced this, yeah. I, I was like, oh, is it the Craig Denny one? Because mm. it does have the similar font. Even the cover kind of looks look like, like it. Yeah. And there's a few people that have bought it that I've almost wanted to be like, you know, this is not the Craig Denny one. The, the one, one that right? if you search the astrologer, that's what comes up. Yeah. They both came out in the so, same year as well. that's the yeah. problem, yeah. But this is James Glickenhouse, <sighs> who is... Yeah, he's hit and miss. People I hear like this him, one's not you know? that hot. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen that. I, I go back and forth. You know I've what? liked some of it. Like, I love Shakedown. Oh, I love Shakedown, a.k.a. Blue Jeans Cop. Yeah. Uh, the Exterminator, stuff like that. I don't like The Exterminator fun. at I, I don't all. Know. I liked it. Uh, he did like Slaughter of the Innocents, which I haven't yeah. seen. I hear uh, that's actually pretty, it's pretty, a pretty decent. Like, yeah. Silence the Lambs. He did another off. one that I liked. I don't remember what it is, but yeah. That Jackie Chan movie. Right? Oh, The Protector. Uh, the Protector, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one is not good. Yeah. I used to like James Glickenhouse less than Frank Zito because I was right, both of them right, confused. Right. Yeah, they're but similar. now Glickenhouse is better than He's Frank better. Zito. My... Shakedown is so much fun. Peter Weller and Chris Elliott. That's fun. Not Chris Elliott. That would be very fun. That would be even better. So, yeah, The Astrologer. Uh, If you want to check it out, if you're a James Glickenhouse completist, do it. Yeah, it's one of his first movies. I like Severin, but they're a real, like, whatever we can get our hands on. Did you hear they're putting out Overboard? (laughs) And did you hear Uh, how that came out? No. That he got drunk and someone said, like, I love Overboard on Blu-ray. And he's like, I have a relationship with, like, MGM or Universal. I could probably get it out. And he, like, sent out an email and they got back to him. That's too funny. He's like, that's a very problematic film. (laughs) Yes, yeah. I don't don't think that holds up as well. But it's a weird, yeah, that whole announcement slate was weird because like here's a new Lucio Fulci thing yeah. here's a new like Bruno Mattei thing and Overboard yeah he's um, like I really hope I saw a lot of copies don't sure. don't I mean, drink and does um, well here honestly. do acquisitions yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we also have A Cries of Pleasure a Jess Franco uh, Severn release this is like every uh, yeah, release like, they, got they gotta two, put out a two Jess Franco Jess this oh week, Night of so. Open and Sex Night of well. Open Sex <laughs> yeah, I like love that, that title, title. <laughs> yeah um, these are two lesser known mm. I mean we're in the dregs we're in the dregs of 80s Jess Franco here I mean they still sell for us because people love softcore porn especially I, when Jess Franco's the day it. when I went Ugh, I am not going to be a Jess Franco completist was like the greatest day of my life because yeah. like, I don't got to buy any of these releases <laughs> I'm, done. I'm done I have a friend who buys every Jess Franco film Every wow. single one. He has, I think, 80 Is releases. He okay? <laughs> yeah. Well, his family's taking care of him. Yeah. He has children um, yeah. and a wife, so yeah. he's happy. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Um, <laughs> have you no, seen... you know, I'm joking because I actually really like Jess Franco, like his good stuff. Have you like, read I... the books that Stephen Thrower has no. written? You've never heard of them? I don't giant, so. thick, giant Ooh, uh, that, that go through every movie mm. and give like background detail, See, different am... versions. Yeah. But that's what's good. So I'm fascinated. The by second him. volume is from like 80s onward. So, like, that's all the stuff you want to hear yeah, about. <laughs> that's that's the stuff I really... And he interviewed, like, everybody that was involved. It took him 10 yeah. years to write these books. See, I just... I love the commitment to just putting films out I like the idea and, of Jess Franco better yeah, than watching the movies. No, I agree, I agree. <laughs> and there was some more recent stuff, like that film he did that Intervision put out, Paula Paula. That was one recent. of his last films. He just he shot it in his apartment. His and again, it was more like... Yeah, I like the idea of this. Not really fun to watch no, at all, but, but he, just like the fact that he's continuing to yeah, make he made movies. Yeah, this weird movie in his apartment. Like, yeah. 
it was with this weird sort of. You just uh, got to keep doing it. Yeah, structure. I mean, to it. anything I like '90s onward, like Killer Barbie, all that stuff. Terrible. Yeah, I haven't even seen. Faceless is probably like the last great. Yeah, film. I'm yeah. sure people will argue like, oh, actually, I have not seen them all. Because yeah, no, I've seen probably only like 10 percent of his. Just Franco is great because... because he hates all of his movies. He's he like, does, uh, yeah. yeah, he's like, I didn't get it with this one. I, I tried this. It didn't <laughs> maybe work. next time. Yeah, maybe next time. We also have Dangerous Cargo uh, coming out from Mondo Macabre, a 1977 film. Yeah. I do not know anything this about another, this one. This is another part of their Greek uh, cult Ooh, collection okay. line. They've been doing this for a while now. They've done like six or seven yeah. of them. Did you know that know. Greek yeah. VHS was like the ultimate cult kind of really? way to find movies? Yeah. No. If you find like really rare movies, if you find like rips on YouTube, it'll often have Greek subtitles burnt in. Right. I don't know why that is. Maybe it's a no copyright thing hmm. that happened in place like Turkey and stuff okay, like that. Okay, so. yeah. And I'm not really familiar with Greek films other than Me the either, one yeah. from the guy that like Vinegar Syndrome and Arrow kind of raided his uh, closet. He did that paintball one, uh, Zero Boys. Oh, he also did Island yes. of Death. Nico Masterakis. Yeah, because yeah. Island of Death is a Greek movie. Right, and I've never seen any of his films. Yeah, he's get, a weird I know guy. Island of Death is like a I guess he just gave one. the rights to everybody because yeah. he released like films he produced as well, like Grandma's House, which right. is one of his which as is, well. Yeah. Uh, uh, so we also have Hot Dog the Movie, the only <laughs> Synapse uh, release know. this week. I love this movie only because the director also did Hamburger the Movie. Did he? <laughs> yeah. See, I've never seen this one. I've always wanted to. It's a uh, sex comedy yeah. involving skiing. Yeah, it always yeah. looked funny. It makes um, me think when I see this title of the greatest the movie, Fart the Movie, fart about the, the guy movie. who's yeah. obsessed with farting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's only 40 minutes long, yeah. but that's just perfect length. But that's length. all yeah. you need. Wait, Synapse is putting this out? That yep. feels weird. That feels like it should be a Code Red or a Scorpion release. You'd think release. so. You'd think so, but mm. they are still kicking. I don't know. I mean, Hot Dog's been out of print for years. We actually had an old rental and somebody just never brought it back. <laughs> they we, loved it so much. And we so couldn't it because it was going for like hundreds of dollars online. Hundreds so of like, dollars! Oh, I guess, you know, we're just not going to have Hot Dog the movie. Ugh. Now we have it again. <laughs> yep. Well, not for rent. Yeah, well, we will. Oh, yeah, you will? Yeah, definitely. Oh, the, wow. Because the they're doing DVD and Blu-ray, so uh, we'll have the DVD. Because okay. it, is, it is a cult film. People yeah. like Hot Dog the Movie. <laughs> they got, love it. It's got a following. And also, Mill Creek's putting Return of Ultraman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can, talking well, about can Ultraman. we just move on? This is actually yeah. the third one. This is a one. classic one. The, yeah, though, this right? is the third one because it's Ultraman, Ultra 7, Return yeah. of Ultraman with this one so yeah, yeah. So, if you're yeah. following the Ultraman I don't know why I have to explain it to you you can go on Wikipedia <laughs> and see it but I, I really don't want to hear about Ultraman <laughs> did you sell any Ultraman update uh, maybe one or two okay we still haven't sold any of the newer ones nobody like, wants the, those the new D ones or the orb I'm just yeah. gonna send those back so are you gonna just stop ordering them when they release new ones yeah so they just announced like more Geed and orb things uh. and I'm like Nope, not even going to order them anymore. <laughs> Sorry. So if you're a Geed or Orb fan, let me know because mm-hmm. yeah, they're not coming, they're in, not coming in here. Unless yep. you want them. So classic movie-wise, Paris is Burning is being oh, released yeah. by Criterion, a famous documentary. I love this movie. Uh, it's basically, I mean, I don't know if I, I'm not as well-versed in mm. drag culture as you know people who are actually in drag culture, but it seems like kind of the birth of drag culture coming out into the mainstream a little more. Uh, great documentary just about and it kind of focuses it focuses on the New York scene at that time and a lot of homeless people mm. who were involved in the and just people who were just marginalized in society and were involved in drag culture and it's basically like especially considering how big like something like RuPaul's Drag Race has gotten this is like this is like the this ur- is text the, as far as like ur- documentary totally go. is and it's just so it's fun. It's lively. I mean, they go through everything. It's kind of like a primer to like get into drag if you don't know anything about it. Plus, it's also just full of like heartbreaking stories of the people involved and like how they have been marginalized and made to feel less than by everybody around them, or they've just the things they've had to deal with on the streets of New York. 
and and then you've got got like teenagers that are involved in this and it's just like it's such a raw authentic um, emotional documentary that I would recommend to anybody. Else. Love it. Yeah. It's so, you, so good. It's one that when people are like, give me a good documentary to watch, and be like, Paris is burning. Uh, yeah, yeah totally. it's an easy, Dear Zachary, Paris is exactly, burning. Exactly, right? And it's so <laughs> Do much, you want to cry? I know, right? <laughs> Um, and it's uh, yeah, it's basically never really been the DVD before wasn't yeah, it wasn't good. good. It was it's a bootleg been, for a long time. Yeah, so mm-hmm. now it's been fully restored. They did put it in theaters for a bit earlier yeah. nice. last year. This is the work I want to see Criterion doing as well exactly, as the next one that they're yeah. doing. A box set of the films of Carol Zeman. Yeah, this is a beautiful looking set. It's oh, you like open it up too. It's a pop up book. Pop. Now yeah. it's limited, so I don't think they're gonna do like a ton more mm. of them. But right now it's got all these like pop. And this things. guy was like a famous stop motion animator. He did a Baron Munchausen <laughs> film. So if you picked up the Nazi Baron Munchausen one. Yeah. I'm going to pick up this one as well. I've yep. actually never seen him. Oh, yeah, because he did uh, Jules Verne movie, right? Yeah. Um, yep. uh, fabulous Journey. Jer- yeah, Fabulous Island, Fabulous Our Journey. Fa- yeah. yeah, something like that. Um, and so it's great that Criterion is finally putting these out. And, like, these are films that, like, they inspire, like, uh, Jens Frankmeyer, Terry Gilliam, Wes Anderson. Like, yeah. they're all favorites. And I'm glad that this is stuff, like, people don't know. And that's what Criterion should be doing. Exactly, and, like, putting right? that stuff out. Yeah. Because, think- you know, we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but I think Arrow is crushing Criterion. Arrow these is, days. I mean, they're trying. They're yeah. trying because they have like UK and I mean, I know Criterion got into the UK yeah. market now, but like I've said this before and I'll say it again. Criterion feels like they're coasting a little bit on their laurels. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I would say that. I would say that. I mean, even some of their new announcements coming out, like, you know, they're putting out The Great Escape or something mm. like, yeah, I love The Great Escape. But The but Great like, Escape, yeah. The Great Escape. We've but had they know they'll sell it. They know they'll sell it. And we will sell oh, a ton. I was trying to think of where that like thought came in my mind most recently and it's because they announced uh, Arrow, that Gamera box set. Yeah. Which is Insane. That's be oh, they're nice, also doing yeah. a Shinya Sukamoto box set, which yeah, is which I'm nuts. Very excited. <laughs> yeah. about, Speaking of stuff complete filmmakers, forever. yeah, and there's a lot of films that haven't been opened. Yeah, like so. I, uh, did the killing come out in North America? I don't mm, think it did. I don't think it did. Sukamoto yeah. films would come out in the UK, but never in North America yeah. for some reason. And Tom Mess, uh, Sukamoto's biographer, is doing commentary for every mm. movie. That's nuts. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. There's one of his I saw at TIFF like a decade ago called Kotoko. Which yeah, which never came really out. Really good. Oh, uh, that one never is, came out. Did you see it in theaters I at did. TIFF? I, I saw it at Young and Dundas on like a huge screen. And it it's like, so loud. It's so abrasive. Yeah, like, he was so nice. He signed my, uh, I think, a Snake oh, in June I, He wasn't DVD. at the screen. And it's so weird when you see someone like Shinya Sukamoto I think it was at Scotiabank I saw it okay. and he was just like standing like in the aisle where you go see movies every day yeah, it's like yeah. he should not be here he should I be know. on like a raised platform he's so cool <laughs> yeah. but... she's like most of the best and I don't know he's the respect in North America only Tartan put out his stuff yep. really and, and now it's out of print yeah. yeah oh no somebody else did because they did Bullet Ballet and they were really ugly yeah Tartan Asian. had the Tetsuos or, yeah. or at least the first two they did the Tetsuos they did Snake in June they did yeah. Vital uh, I know like the Dimension Extreme label when that was around had yeah. some of his stuff I'm trying to think it's like uh, a, uh, what is it it's an Asian Extreme. It has like a really ugly. They did a bunch of Mike films as well. Yeah. And they just didn't look good. All right. I'm glad we could do a history of yeah. Sukimoto. <laughs> we will uh, talk more about that when it comes it. out. Yeah. But uh, Arrow is putting out Manon, a George uh, Henri Georges Clouseau film. Yeah. I'm not familiar with this one. I guess it's one of his one lesser of his known early ones. Films. Yeah. yeah, that I don't really know either. Love Clouseau. Yeah, though. but Kino's coming in too and they're yeah, dueling. They're dueling with Clouseau's <laughs> Clouseau Because Quai des Oeuvres, a film that I do know. Yeah, one of his uh, more famous, famous ones. ones. is also coming out. And both of them have like great special editions booklets oh, you know right. Criterion when they lost me other than the no commentary stuff was when they started to put the booklets on the back of posters yeah did not yeah, like that not at all that, eh? yeah terrible they like their what? posters now it's the same price you don't need to give me a poster just give me a little booklet I'd I rather know, read I that know. I prefer the booklet too man I do when uh, the video store I was working at they were tossing out all their Criterion uh, booklets and I took oh, them yeah. all and then 
like five years later, I'm like, why do I have all these? I'm yeah, never well, going to read well, these. Well, we did the same thing because we would take them out <laughs> yeah. of the rental copies we opened. Yeah. And we're like, we have all these things. We just put them out and people would take them yeah, all. Yeah, people take them. Yep. Sure. Um, we also have And Hope to Die, a Honey Clément film. Yeah, this so is like Kino's a, French. A bunch of, yeah. So there's a bunch of Kino crime or mm-hmm. like French crime films coming out this week. Um, <gasps> Whoa, it's about a guy that goes to Montreal, though. So that's a Love thing. Canadian it takes place movies. in Canada. Yeah. Wait, I'm going to jump because... <laughs> Other than this taking place in Canada, René Clément is not a director I'm very uh, familiar with. I always yeah, get I him mean, confused with uh, René Claire, who's a completely yeah. different director, but they were working in the same area. René Clément did a lot of um, Alain Delon films. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Purple Noon, I think, Purple is the Noon only is a, yeah. one I've seen of his, actually. Criterion put that out. I know, and I know he did Forbidden Games, which is obviously a big, yeah, big one, too, but I've actually never seen that one. But love Purple Noon. Um, mm. He's definitely got style and mood. So Yeah, he's like a he's, thriller director. Yeah. So. And this is a Canadian-set thriller? I yeah. love so it's like French gangsters that are in Canada yeah. trying to plan a heist. Because he has two. He also has, I guess, an English language one yeah. from 1971, where which stars uh, Skeletor himself, Frank Langella, oh, and he looks Faye Dunaway. So young on the back cover <laughs> really? of it too. But yeah, they're like an American couple in France whose like mm. children get kidnapped or yeah. something. It seems like kind of like a frantic. I was gonna say frantic. Like frantic, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say Batman Polanski's frantic. frantic. I know, right? Uh, recently award recently winner. Recently award winner. He wasn't there. <laughs> That's right. He wasn't there. Didn't get anything. It, right? I'm going to jump. Uh, it's not on this list, but I want to talk about another Canadian set movie that I'm very sure, excited about. I know what you're going for. And I watched it. Because when Arrow, okay. uh, sorry, MVD announced Hudson Bay Massacre. Is that what it's going Hudson out? Hudson River Massacre. Hudson River Massacre. But you won't find it on IMDb under that No, title. it goes under a different title. Yeah. When I heard what the premise is, I was like, I got to see this. And I found a copy. And unfortunately, like, it's never been released on Blu-ray or any high-def version. Yeah. Uh, so this is the first time it's going out. Unfortunately, there's no special features i would love yeah some. it's a little bit of a bare bones yeah release, but which is a bit of a cool. bummer i thought you were gonna pick this one for uh for us to watch this but week, i've already but seen I, it well, that's fine that's yep. fine. yeah i know um, you were all excited to watch hudson no Rimasker. that's cool that's cool it's directed by the guy who did uh the tombs of the blind dead series right yeah uh amando do osiro it's a spanish film it's not a spaghetti western oh see i thought it was a spaghetti mm-hmm. western that it's was spanish in oh, okay interesting. and i don't think it takes place in can no i checked it they shot in spain to make they it look did. like Canada. Yeah, what's great about it is it's essentially the story of like Louis Riel versus the English and the French are the good guys that's what the whole movie's about (laughs) beautiful it's just great I love it it's like we gotta take French Ontario pride and like rise up and fight the English perfect Uh, it speaks to my people it looks good it's super fun real punchy too you hate westerns though Mark I know I know but the Canadian there's just the the fact that it's like Canadian but like so so Canadian it's like the foreign idea of Canada what people may not know is that like in the 30s and 20s the United States got obsessed with Canada and there was like more Mountie films that you could shake a stick at and they never came to Canada yeah. to shoot them. They always oh, yeah. shot them in the United States. Beautiful. <laughs> like even uh, C- uh, Cecil B. DeMille uh, shot a Mountie film, like yeah, a big right? budget one. Yeah, people love Mounties. I guess the last uh, They're cool, cry right? of that was... Um, Jean-Claude Van Damme and Enemies Closer. Oh, I forgot <laughs> Enemies Closer. Where he's a Qu- Isn't he a Quebec terrorist? Yeah. Love it. Peter Himes' last yeah, film, actually good, edited by John Himes. I know, I know. Uh, no, I was thinking of a Do South. Yeah, Do South. <laughs> yeah, Paul Gross. <laughs> Listen, I have had a premise for a Mountie film, like a woman starring Mountie film, <laughs> like a Spaghetti Western for the right, longest right. time, just on my hard drive. So if anybody is a millionaire investor wants to come to me, yeah. summer's coming around, perfect time to shoot. Yeah, Mark's pointing at himself. Are you a millionaire that would like to invest uh, in this project? Be. I would definitely invest in that I would project. love like a straight like Spaghetti Western. And this gets close. Mm-hmm. And it's... Okay. Okay. Not Mounties, but it's the French Canadians, which I love. That's so good. 
so moving on, we have um, L- a line of demarcation. Another French film from Kino. This is a Claude Chabrol film. Yeah, the uh, bastard child of the French New Wave. Nobody ever talks Does about people him. People like Claude Chabrol. I don't know. Um, like is a strong word because he makes such he makes a lot of not movies. bourgeoisie films, but they're yeah. not like he never wants to push things like really hard. Right. So it's tough to like become a super fan of him. Yeah. I've read his biography, A Pujatour, which translates to I I have to keep like filming or and right. then I keep filming and you get the idea like he loves movies so much but okay. sometimes you get the feeling it's like ah just like try a little harder yeah. like it's often about like bourgeoisie people who like do something bad and suspense yeah. come about comes about from that like he was obsessed with Hitchcock right and so he has a Hitchcockian idea without the like high style that Hitchcock has exactly so it's yeah. a little bit tougher to be like I love this one like he made some great movies like Le Boucher the Butcher right. is a really good one and I mean all of his films were released on DVD you have them at Base Street Video we I have a director section for him mm-hmm. I mean he is a big deal has I it ever I been I haven't seen many of his films close yeah. to being removed though because you're like nobody re- no, rents these because I have feel like he still is like a big part of mm-hmm. French New yeah. Wave like okay do yeah. you do you have um, a Eric Kramer section? Yeah. Do you have a Jacques Rivette section? We don't have a Rivette Ooh, section. I know. Those are the French because a lot guys. of his stuff is in Criterion. We keep the Criterion stuff together. Oh so yeah. When somebody's got like so many. Yeah, because Paris News appartient. Arrow put out a box set of uh, Rivette uh, stuff, yep, and Out yep, One was like another one. company. Yeah, so we do have like, like pretty Yvette. much all Rivette. Yeah, I love Rivette. I'm, Even though I'm that his films are very that. tough to watch as well. I like that though. You love it. What's your favorite one? I mean, I really like Celine and Julie Go yeah. Voting, which has never gotten any sort of release I over thought, here. Oh, no, only in the UK, in the, UK. In the big box I've been set. waiting for, like, Criterion. Criterion's got it. I love Celine and Julie. Because that movie, I saw I got, it TIFF years ago. I gotta ago, say, Yvette was, was the first filmmaker that I got obsessed with when I went to the, um, like, film library at York University mm-hmm. and never heard, and I was just, like, going through shelves, and I'm like, yeah. I don't know how I stumbled upon a event, maybe reading okay. a Johnson Rosenbaum article, yeah. but I'm obsessed with, like, giant, dense, impossible things, yeah. even though that, like, I sometimes have difficulty watching them, like Thomas Pynchon novels, I, like, own yeah, all of them. Yeah, you know, it's kind of Yeah, and that's what like Yvette that. is, and, like, an obsession with theater, mm-hmm. and, like, what is real and what is not real, yeah. and there's almost no, like, he doesn't have much formal control over what he's doing, yeah. but, I mean, that's why it's people fun, love though. him. Yeah, yeah, it's messy. And he's, like, a huge movie fan more than like anybody oh, yeah. in yeah, the yeah you can uh, tell right? like, especially in Paris Nous Appartiens yeah. which is famously a movie that took forever to shoot like yeah. he started and then like Godard and Truffaut made their films yeah. and then he finished it because I think they gave him funding to finish it Today, yeah. yeah no I love his ambition you know it's but just... uh, Clutch line of demarcation that's what we're talking about yeah uh, it's like a World War II film, spy yeah. thriller type sure thing. check yeah, it out seems good yeah, yeah. it's got a good cast I would recommend you know? a Boucher a of... first to like get like pure like right. best Chabrol right. and then move on to something like this uh, we also have Max and the Junkman, a Claude Soleil film. Man, Kino has so many French films this I week. know. Yo, they're, they're raiding the Studio Canal vault. This yeah, is that's all Studio right. Canal stuff. I don't have much to say about this one. Yeah, uh, it's another crime film. Um, n- not to be confused with The Junkman, directed by the stunt guy who did Gone right, in 60 yeah, Seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, What's his name? I don't remember. But it only comes to mind because yesterday my pal Peter sent me a link of, he's like, have you ever heard of Gone in 60 Seconds 2? I'm yeah. like, yes. They shot 30 minutes and the director slash stunt slash star killed himself. Well, he didn't yeah. kill himself. He died in a car accident. Yeah. And the stunts in that movie, those first 30 minutes, are insane. Yeah. Do you have the Junk Man and Gone in 60 yep. Seconds here? Yeah, okay. yeah. They did, uh, I, yeah, we have both. They did, I can't remember what company it was. Mm. They did, like, pretty nice releases. Yeah, it was at Walmart all, all the time, yeah. I remember. Yeah, but yeah, Gone in 60 Seconds too. And I feel like people like never talk about set. that either. Yeah. So, yeah, check that out. Yeah. And um, this one. <laughs> and this one, I guess. Sure. Max and the yeah. Junk Man, which is not the Junk Man. Yeah. We also have Perfect Friday. Uh, I don't know about this, this movie either. 1970s one, yeah. Peter Hall directed it. Yeah, I... 
Uh, it's star Ursula Stanley Andrews Baker, Andrews. Ursula Andrews. Yeah, uh, Ursula Andrews. Ursula yeah. Andrews. Ursula Andrews. Is it Andrews? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was Ursula Andrews. Yeah, it's I'm spelled listen. like Andrews. Yeah, it is spelled like Andrews. There's two S's know, at actually, the end. This is a good yep. question. I don't oh, really no. know her other than like. Yeah. Know, so, so if you need your UK film hit, this yeah. is the one for Perfect the week. Friday. Perfect Friday. Oh no! Look, we got more Clutch We're not done with Clutch Roll yet. The Third Lover from 1963. Oh, that's a really early one. Yeah. Nah, that's fine. This is one about a journalist. He's a, who's also a writer. He's sent to an event in Germany. He gets to know another writer. And, yep, that seems yeah, what writers. it is. Sorry, we're going over the plot yeah, synopsis. Just start with Le Boucher. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Le Boucher is hey, where to These start. are more like, you, you know, know you're like, like Chabrol. Yeah, we're not going to convince Chabrol you to buy these. Here, you I'm know? surprised they didn't start with Le Boucher. Like, there hasn't been a Claude Chabrol Blu-ray in a while, a, has there? No, and that's been out of print, I think, for Maybe a they while. don't own the rights. Yeah. Maybe they do. Yeah. Or did Kino have that initially? I, I don't know, remember. yeah. I think Kino put it out they initially. They put a box set together. Or was it Facets? They did. No, it was Kino. They had a box set. Uh, Kino, speaking of them, got a again, lot oh my god, this is yeah. almost all Kino. Kino. Is never gonna stop. This is a great set. The Maya, uh, I can't, uh, Maya Darren collection. There yeah. we go. That's how you say her name. Are you a fan of Maya Darren? I love her, yeah. I, I mean, she uh, doesn't have that much stuff, I know, but right? I was Unless introduced... you love watching dance videos. No, I know, I know. But Meshes of the Afternoon is so, so good. Everybody so like it I mean, Yeah, they always show it in film. They showed yeah. it to us in film school. It's a good one, though. It's, it's one that's fun to watch. And then I immediately went to the, I was at the York University Library and took out the older DVD set of all of her stuff. You're like, do I have more and like that? I know, nah, no, not it's really. all dance film stuff. Yeah. But even the dance stuff is really very interesting, interesting, really yeah. nicely shot. And um, this is like a, an amazing set, like commentaries, tons yep. of stuff. Has there ever been a big box set of her? You said a DVD. There was a DVD set, yeah. uh, but that was it. No, uh, mm. but this is on DVD and Blu-ray. It's like kind of a fish. The the one before was kind of like a self-released company. Uh, I don't know, okay. even know what the company yeah. was. Um, but yeah, she is just a pioneer. So this is like an essential cinema. one. This is yeah. like something you expect uh, Criterion to put out. That's so right, it's yeah, nice it's... that uh, Kino is jumping in there. They're all fighting. I know. They're all Criterion, fighting. step up Kino's your game. Kino's getting it all, you know. <laughs> yeah, Arrow and, and Kino, they're like, yeah. Arrow may not get like the most famous titles, but they try to make up for it like with special yeah, features and great packages. packages. Real Gold Ninja video. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kino is also putting out now, I'm bummed about these releases only because I don't believe they have any special features. Not really, Which yeah. is a bummer because yeah. this kind of stuff needs that. Because somebody that. came in the other day and was yeah. asking about, like, getting stuff with, like, old kind of, like, commercial film reel yeah. stuff that would play with this kind of stuff. I and didn't I'm like, even I say think... the titles yet. Uh, it's I, Reefer yeah, Madness <laughs> and Mom and Dad. Yeah, and Unashamed, a romance. Yeah, um, Unashamed, which is a nudie, uh, yeah, not a nudie cutie, colony. it's called. Yeah, I yeah. think they're called nudie cuties. Like, filmed in a real nudist colony. colony yeah. Which it was a way to get around... Uh, like censorship laws basically yeah. you can't see any bush no dicks only butts and breasts that's yep. it that's all you get to see Edgar G. Elmer directed a nudist of the right. naked Venus yeah of course <laughs> good tracking shots that's in that one right there, so yeah. Reefer Madness you're a fan of Reefer Madness yeah it's fun it's funny I mean yeah. it's been a while since I've mm-hmm. seen it but yeah it's funny Sex Madness that I don't know. They're just fun things to throw on in the oh, background. Love like, Reefer Madness the Musical, which was a Showtime. Actually, yeah. yeah, it's um, well, Kristen Bell's. In there, Kristen right? Bell, yeah. yeah, and it's the brother of Nev Campbell, who really? stars in the film. Okay, yeah, okay. I guess because he came off of Broadway, mm. and the joke is he's playing a teenager, but he's like thirty-nine years old. Right. Great stuff. Okay, big musical number from the director of Playing with Fire. <laughs> Andy Tennant, yeah. right? Okay. It okay. starts You're with right. a musical number with zombies, and um, I always want to say Paul Rubin. It's not. It's the yeah. other guy that's not uh, Alan Cummings. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm like, Love Golden Eye, yeah. uh, I'm Invincible, Alan Cummings, that's yeah. right. So, I mean, these are like restored from like the Library of Congress. Yeah, and they're done in conjunction with something weird yeah. too, actually. Or oh, still so they probably yeah. had the negatives. Or, um, or and the film detective, actually. They're, really? And the film detective? Their name is on the back. I'm so. a big fan of the film detective. We'll get into we'll that one. We'll getting a release soon from them. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That may have some great liner great. notes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Mom and Dad is a famous film that its only existence is to see a baby being born. Yeah, I've never that seen this. It. Always heard about it. Yeah. Famously directed William by William Bodine. Yeah. Yep, the director of Jesse James. Uh, uh, the Kid versus Dracula. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, Jesse yeah. James meets Frankenstein's yeah, daughter. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. Uh, so if you love these films and you want to see the greatest edition of them in the best picture quality, I've uh, started listening to the Warner Archives podcast. Yes, they have a podcast yeah, where they, they talk about the new yeah. releases. And they are obsessed with releasing the best ver- quality versions of these movies. I don't know why they have a mandate of no special features. I know they did one know, for yeah. Are You Afraid of the Dark or Don't Be Afraid, don't be afraid of, the of the Dark. They did some new stuff. Because their DVD of it, yeah. too, had that. But like Tex Avery Screwball Classics, they didn't do any special features, which is like, come on, guys. But they talked about yeah. these have never looked this good. Yeah, they went back to like inner negatives yep. to do and like across the country to like get the best version. There's not a chronolo- chronological set because listening to them talk, it sucks because they're like, it's got to sell well if we want to sell yeah. more. Well, yeah. they call it volume one. So I mm-hmm. assume if it sells well, has it been selling going, well here? Because they said been. the pre orders have it's been, been nuts. Been flying yeah. off the shelf because people love Tex Avery and they've yeah. never like you said they've never looked this good um, Warner Archive was promoting it bigger mm. than they've ever really promoted a lot yeah. of the releases they were doing like little social media videos for it too oh, for like I Tex Avery commentaries stuff. from all the as- these animation know. I experts I don't know why they don't do, do that or, yeah. yeah you know what I'll send them a letter on their podcast please and do see, yeah. and see and be like yeah, you've probably spoken of this before but I'm just curious of why no commentary yeah. track maybe the thing is like it's funny because all these big businesses like Shout and Warner Archives for some reason, they're more tied into like this needs to make a profit yeah. for us to continue. When I feel like companies like Arrow, like they'll just like throw the dice, and if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Exactly. Because they're yeah. such like an indie label that mm-hmm. they can like take a loss on some stuff. So yeah. who knows? I don't know, but I will definitely be picking this one up um, because I I love cartoons. Tex Avery, Tex Avery is yeah. the cartoon king. Oh yeah. Uh, even though that I was obsessed with those golden um, Looney Tunes sets, right, yeah, which had tons cool. of special features, yeah, yeah, but they didn't get released on Blu-ray as well, didn't they? They, they renamed them the Platinum Collection. collection. Okay. So they did three volumes. Well, that's very confusing because they... it was Golden, Silver, and yeah, then there was... Yeah, they did like six volumes yeah. of the Golden one on DVD, and then they yeah. did three on Blu-ray Platinum. Okay. So I don't know how they line up or anything. Mm. But, oh, those sets are amazing. Those They're sets like are amazing. Tons of documentaries, yeah. commentaries, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. So we also have Victory. I almost picked this one for our blind guy, yeah. which <laughs> is John, John Huston uh, phoning it in with yep. a Sylvester Stallone <laughs> As he did soccer a this time. prison picture. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Which is most famous for Star soccer star Pele yeah, I know. who I guess plays himself he's got some bad so things and he's in jail yeah. now yeah um, never seen this like, one it has its fans it's got its fans yep. though it's actually been selling better than I would have thought mm-hmm. um, yeah it's got its fans that means Houston Stallone <laughs> I'm sure. like giving it on you I'm I like know. come on I don't know yeah I'm not the guy to talk I love Sylvester Stallone yeah so I mean, I'm shocked I haven't seen this one got gr- I always loved the cover of it too yeah, where they're all the fists are this love it is that on the Warner Archives cover yeah it's the same cover amazing we also have little a little romance 1979 film which I'm only curious in checking out because it's supposedly 
is about a cinephile who's like obsessed with movies. Okay, yeah, I actually don't know like anything yeah. about what? this movie. You mean I you're not a George Roy Hill no, completist, the director not of Butch really. Cassidy and the I do Sundance like Butch Cassidy. I do yeah. like that. Raindrops um, are falling. Yeah, Every time I think of that, I just think of uh, Roger Ebert's review of The Brown Bunny, where oh. he like starts to rag on the movies like, I wish I was watching Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Oh, come on now. Yeah. I, I oh, take, you're a Vincent Gallo completist. I take Vincent Gallo's side in the Very seriously. We also have, it started with a kiss, another uh, one archives release. Don't know this one. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Debbie this one. Reynolds, George Romance Marshall. Romance from 1959. Yep, for you its know, fans, want to pick it up. Yeah, lesser known film, mm-hmm. but um, and there's a documentary being put out by Odeon, MVD Odeon. Yeah, so this is <laughs> the weird. old it's, Canadian it's, company. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's it's a UK release. Yeah, but Glastonbury it's an all, Fair, all region one. Mm. Um, that has MVD's label on it, so I guess they're involved somehow. Yeah, this was a Nick Rogue documentary about the Glastonbury. I've never Fair. heard of this movie. Yeah, I'm a big Nick been, Rogue fan too. Yeah, I'd never heard of it either. I didn't realize he did this. Apparently, didn't really get much like of a wide. <laughs> How release symbolic back then. is it as far as sexual organs go? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so yeah, I mean, it's great that they're putting out. This is the kind of stuff I like to see MVD tackle. Exactly. Yeah, and it doesn't really have a lot. Of, you look it up on IMDb. It doesn't seem like a lot of people have seen it. So I think it just kind of was yeah record, was made and maybe then, it's like a TV thing that played didn't, really didn't get a theatrical release. Much, yeah. But I think there is a cult behind it. Mm. There, are, there are people that were excited for this to come out. So as far as new movie goes, new, 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 everyone's new. favorite section. Wow. <laughs> it's actually a smaller new new, new release list. Movie. Yeah. You know? We got Knives Out, Ryan Johnson's film. Love this movie. Didn't see it. <laughs> oh, great Blu-ray release. Yeah. It has a two-hour documentary, Beautiful. two commentary tracks, one that Ryan Johnson does with Noah Segan, his good pals in the movie, yeah. and the cinematographer, and one that Ryan Johnson has done this for every movie he's released since Brothers Bloom. He releases a commentary on the internet that okay. he wants you to like listen to in the movie theater. Why would you do that? Just download yeah, the podcast, I, watch it while you do tours at home. Yeah, exactly. This is, I believe, the first time that they've included that commentary as a special feature. So, yeah. Okay. Ryan Johnson obviously loves movies. That's why even his Star Wars set had like a really in-depth documentary that like mm-hmm. talked about actual problems that they had yeah. making the movie. Uh, the Last Jedi. I said set as if there was multiple yeah, Star I know. Wars. He's not going to make any more of those. No. And Knives Out has that. deleted scenes. It's basically like the ultimate DVD set. Frozen 2. Didn't see it. Never saw the first Frozen either. <laughs> oh, well, what a rebel you I know, are. I know. I don't know. It just like the whole thing just looks obnoxious to me, but I'm not I'm not a kid. I so was not I um, pleased with the songs in Frozen 2. Or, I love the songs oh, yeah. in Frozen 1. Oh, okay. Uh, I listen I to them all the time when I would do work. I love musicals. Okay. And you there hate you musicals. Go. And I hate musicals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. That's all Westerns you need to know. and musicals so, you dislike, right? Sorry, Disney. Yeah. I'm yeah. shocked I could speak Westerns to you because I love those things I know, so much. I know. After Parkland is being put out by Kino. I'm not familiar with this film. Yeah, a documentary about the Parkland shooting and the I know, yeah. Uh, But yeah, on a more serious subject, documentary about... (laughs) After Parkland mm-hmm. and the Parkland shooting, and obviously the ki- the activists and the kids that were like a big part of yeah. kind of. And uh, we had the astronaut also being released. <laughs> this looks hilarious. Starring <laughs> Richard Dreyfus. The cover of this is so good. This... I also heard he's kind of a dick. Oh, I heard he's a huge. He apparently dick. used to come into the store way way back before okay, I started. Yeah, yeah. Back like, when it was like bingo was video. <laughs> yeah, that's maybe, maybe cut that part out. Sorry, if, if Richard Dreyfus is. Do you think Richard this, Dreyfus yeah. is gonna? I mean, listen. You we never all know what some I mean, poor this is doing these days. Huh. You know? That's such good stuff. I'm gonna say he rent. I'm gonna bleep it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah so. bleep it out so nobody knows. Uh, but this movie looks hilarious. Never got a chance to check it out. But there's a million movies called The Stro- Astronaut. Decides to. <laughs> Travel on the first commercial flight into space. How is this a movie? How is this possible? Like, how is, <laughs> I would. Li- I need to watch this now. I can't. Believe- 
Uh, uh, so like, good. What are the effects like in this movie? Oh, I can guarantee you they're probably terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so we also have Bittersweet Waters being put out by TLA, a company I always think is out of business. <laughs> yeah, they're still around. So this is a Mexican film. So we they're also putting out a film called Orpheus Song. Mm-hmm. It got two releases this, uh, this week. And they're just big on the LGBT scene. Uh, they put out a lot of, especially foreign stuff, that just doesn't get the... Um, attention yeah. basically just doesn't get the reach that it otherwise mm, probably would. plays so, like a few film exactly. festivals so, yeah. doesn't get a big uh, push yeah so like bittersweet waters is a mexican mm-hmm. film orpheus song is german I yeah believe. two friends from berlin go yeah. to greece and uh i confess i don't know much about these mm. films but they always they have a big market i'm glad do, you bring them in mark you no know, but honestly we they always do very well do for they? us yeah because, especially since because we're close to church street in yeah. toronto and they used to have a great video store there called 724 which when I did that close down? A few years ago now. Oh, but never heard kind of it. kind of a staple of the church street, of the church village. Um, but um, now because they close, we get a lot of their customers over and uh, we're always constant. Basically, those films do really well for us. Mark didn't say yeah. church street, the gay district, right, gay Mark? Village, yeah. Yeah, yeah, gay no, village. It's, it's called gay village. Is it called, yeah, it's called I the gay village, I think it's gay right? village, yeah. yeah. That is not a... It's not the church me, me, Yeah, it's church street. Because I, I was like, <laughs> wait, you, people don't understand why they're coming here. Yeah, why that video store would have been special. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I always assume people listening to this are just like in Toronto, Toronto. for some reason, I and they're say, definitely not. So. There's a lot of Toronto listeners, but we have a lot of international we do, listeners we do. as well. So yes, Church Street is the gay village in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Pride is basically we got the best pride down, in the yeah. world. Yeah, yeah, and it goes down Church Street. So we also have In Fabric being put out by Lionsgate. Um, this has taken forever this. to yeah. come out. Peter Strickland, the guy who did Barbarian Sound Studio, and what was the other uh, one that he the did? Duke of Burgundy. I didn't see the Duke of Burgundy. Yeah. Okay, I really liked Barbarian Sound. Studio. Mm-hmm. Didn't like Duke, Duke of Burgundy, Burgundy so much. In um, Fabric, I liked. I wanted to yeah. love. People have okay. lost their mind for it. It's yeah, an anthology film it. that the big issue is there's only two segments. Uh, and you can feel that there should have been a third. And I talked to the director and he said there was supposed to be a third. Really? And at the last minute, they pulled it out. Yeah. And you can feel that loss. Yeah. That one of the segments is too long. Like the first one is amazing. Mm-hmm. And the second one, it overstays its welcome. I barely remember what happens in it. And it doesn't have like the buildup that you need to like for this kind of story which is about an evil dress shop yeah. an evil dress like specifically yeah. yeah do you know that Toby Hooper made an evil dress movie starring Anthony Perkins I don't remember no. what it's called one of his later day TV movies yeah. oh god yeah <laughs> I'm sure it'll be come out Hooper. soon from, from, from Shout MVD, Factory yeah. probably <laughs> Uh, we'll take a bet. I think Shout Factory will probably jump on a Toby Hooper. Uh, I wonder how the Mangler sold for them. Probably not that well. Because there's no Canadian distribution yeah. for it anymore. The Mangler was Show Factory, actually. Yeah, that's what I mean. It was Show oh, Factory. Yeah. Did you yeah. say that? Wow. Yeah, I'm I just, did. Sorry. <laughs> Mark, <laughs> I'm losing your mark. Oh, t- oh my God. Um, uh, yeah. Synonyms is being put out by Kino. It's a newer film. Did you yeah. like this one? I remember reading the review. You were pretty mixed on it. Yeah, I, I loved his pr- Navad Labides, uh, who's an Israeli filmmaker who's kind of making some big uh, waves in the international film scene mm-hmm. now. I loved the kindergarten teacher which yeah. was his previous film this film is very abrasive yes uh, Godardian I would say definitely um, Godardian and like Godardian's more um, didactic kind of stuff it's weird because uh, I, I appreciate it more than I I liked like it. Yeah. but the premise doesn't feel like it digs kind of deep enough into it the yeah. idea that like a guy uh, is in France. He an Israeli guy. Israeli He's guy renouncing his Israeli. I thought that he, he doesn't want to be Israeli. I anymore. must have misread the synopses because I thought that like he couldn't speak the language and that was the idea of it. But he can speak French. He can yeah, but he yeah. There's a lot of scenes of him just like yeah, practicing French, French, yeah. French words and, and the 
idea is stuff, he yeah. gets all of his stuff stolen, so he's yeah. just naked in his apartment building. But that gets kind of brushed away pretty yeah. fast. And then yeah. he hooks up with these two like rich, bougie, yeah. younger French no, thank you. brother and sister. And yeah. I don't know, you gotta be prepared to spend like ninety to a hundred minutes with a really obnoxious character. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do think there's a point to that, and it it does say a lot about um about prejudice and yeah. racism and basically uh, Israeli and how he just comes to France and he wants to be so much a part of France and France ultimately doesn't really want him. So it is talking about, you know, mm-hmm. Fran- and Fran- France obviously has a lot of problems with racism. Right Everywhere now. does. Everywhere does, <laughs> yeah. obviously. But I the know human race. Yeah, exactly. So it's interesting. Apparently it's based on his autobiographical experiences from him. Mm. So I'm not sure. Obviously it's played up. It's very over the top, but yeah. it's definitely worth a watch, but it's a very specific kind of film that mm. you got to be late period prepared Godard. for. Yeah. It's yeah. Very, late period, not middle period not where he was in Vertov film. Yeah. Period, yeah. But, mm. but it's, I think it's necessary. It's just, you got to be in the right mindset for mm. it. It's not so much. The kindergarten teacher was more like, <laughs> I think you're hyping it like, plot you're making it that, sound like you know, really hard. It's not. I don't it's think not it's that, that hard. hard yeah. But I think if you're expecting like the kindergarten teacher, no, it's not that. It's not that. Yeah. Uh, which is fine. It's totally its own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's oh, the classic it's Maggie uh, Gyllenhaal movie, The Kindergarten Teacher. Yeah, I haven't seen that the remake. remake. Yeah, mm. I didn't see that one. So we also have the Mandela Effect, which I was shocked is I, not a documentary. I did watch this. Oh, film, you did. Actually. This is. What is so this? <laughs> it's an indie film, American indie film about a guy who becomes uh, obsessed with the who him and his wife have lost their child mm-hmm. and he starts obsessing over the idea of the Mandela effect which yeah. is the idea that people have these false memory large groups of people have these false memories of things that never actually happen it's called the Mandela effect because apparently a lot of people thought Nelson Mandela died in South Africa in prison in the 80s and <laughs> that, were that shocked thought to never know. crossed my yeah, mind yeah that never crossed but apparently lots of people thought yeah. that and were shocked but we know actually died what it's really from it's the Bernstein Bears, but it's Bears, the Bernstein Bears. Bears. and oh they talk about the Bernstein Bears in this so um, the thing is uh, it's Bernstein right Right, that's the real title. Yeah, I don't remember. It's, it's Bernstein. A-I-N. I don't remember. Yeah, I can't even remember it. You know, anymore, it honestly. feels like a way that like maybe somebody said it on a program that mm. way, and then everybody kind of picked up on it yeah. from there. Or it's just like in the English language, that's how we interpret this reading of it. Yeah. So wait, this movie is like crazy. It's like portals and stuff uh, like that. Or? There is a lot of Google searching in this movie, <laughs> no! and a lot of YouTube videos what? explaining I love it. what exactly the. It's like this guy is like, oh my god, have you heard of the Mandela effect? And he oh. just keeps explaining like, there's the Jiff Jiffy thing and the Berenstein Bears thing and the Curious George without Where do you a table stand thing, on Jiff thing. GIF. I never had Jiff growing up. Me neither. My it's... brother was actually allergic to peanuts, like definitely. Yeah, so yeah. we never even had peanut butter. I was gonna, but Jiff is spelled J I F. And then pe- no, people thought it was Jiffy. Oh, but it's actually Jiff. Oh, is it Jiff? Oh, okay. But people are like, no, it was definitely I saw Jiffy. Jiff, when I Jiff was which is arguably it could be Jiff because Giallo, for mm-hmm. example, is you, you, that's a soft yeah. G. Yep. But uh, it's GIF. It's always been GIF. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. GIFs versus GIF. Anyways. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this yeah, film. Not good. Not good. It tries to do sort of an Inception-like yeah. thing, too. It's almost trying to be like a primer thing, too. Like, it's like, Ooh, I like primer. One. Love primer. This is not like <laughs> it's not There's a lot of recognizable faces in it, though. Yeah. Obviously, the main cast are all like actors you've seen around. Mm. Um, even um, Will Smith's mom and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is in it. Oh, mostly, you know? wait, wait, wait. The original uh, the, or the uh, no, that's second the aunt. one? Oh, that's the aunt. Yeah, no, okay. his mom, who like is only in a few episodes. Uh, so I do not know who that is. Right, come on now. <laughs> no. 
Come on now. You know Prince Prince fan. Well, why doesn't he want me? I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that so episode good. Episode still like gets me. That's why he's the freshest. Anyways, yeah. This okay. Movie is. We got the one thing with this. I will say they use so much intellectual property in this. There are clips from Star Wars in they this. They don't care. Looney Tunes in this. They credit it in the end credits, oh, but really? I'm like, isn't somebody getting sued for this? Like you can't use Star Wars. Especially in Canada. Canada has very harsh copyright laws, supposedly. I don't know, but this it's an American film mm. that is like with star people in it. You know, maybe they got around out. it somehow. They credit like, it to like Lucasfilm at the end. It was like, there's no way no you got the way. rights to put like the scene, the I am your father scene yeah. in here. Like, okay. So let's blow through this. We yeah. have Meanest Man in Texas, released by Ammo. What's yeah. Ammo? Ammo Content. They're a new company. <laughs> just off, they put out that Blu-ray, The Spanish Prisoner last oh, year. Oh, okay. But they put out some new movies. This is some new western. No, it's a new. It's gonna no. rent. Oh, yeah, it's not. Sort of. No, it's a death penalty oh. thing. I don't know. I, I looked at the back. It actually kind of had almost like a religiousy faith Yikes. look to it, which I didn't realize. Wait, does it have the it. dove seal of approval? No, it doesn't. But I don't know. There's still a lot of talk of faith in mm. it, so I'm not sure. So we also have Retablo. This is a wolf uh, release. Yeah. We talk about wolf. Speaking of LGBTQ yeah. uh, distributors, this is like one of the main ones as well. Yeah, it's a, about a young boy in a Peruvian village. Yeah, and this was getting a lot of acclaim on the mm. uh, world cinema and scene. And he discovers his it, father's but... secret. Let me guess, he's gay. <laughs> if it's a Probably wolf release, if yeah. It's a wolf release, or yeah. if it's a wolf release, also could be a werewolf. Could be. <laughs> yeah, could we be. don't know. Could be. You're going to have to rent yeah, this. Take it literally. So we also have Years and Years, which is an HBO miniseries. This is done yep. by Russell T. Davies, the guy who rebooted Doctor Who. Yep. And it's about like every episode like jumps years in time yep. in a, a troubled time in the UK. Oh, yeah. We also have The Climbers, uh, terrible Chinese propaganda, propaganda about mountain yeah. climbing. Yeah. It stars Wu Jing, produced by Chur Hark. Oh, God. Mm, yeah, it's not good. Yeah, it's not going to be Saw good. Saw in theaters. Yeah. People uh, said it came in being like, this is just propaganda, right? It, yeah. Like, yeah. It's about climbing so, the mountain just to put measurements at the top and yeah. so many people die because of it. Oh, it's just like, why? It's why? about honor and Chinese pride. <laughs> yeah. We also have uh, The Corrupted. I don't know what this is. Uh, yeah, it's with uh, Timothy Spall and Sam Claflin. It's a British thriller. Thriller, yeah. Sounds like fun. British, yeah. And we got to move on because we're in the cage corner. Cage corner here. Color yeah. Out of Space is Richard Stanley's return, the director of Dust yeah. Devil and Hardware so and we, the aborted um, Island of Dr. Island Moreau. Island of Dr. Moreau, which would have been great, I think, with him. I mean, but. I've talked about this one on, I think, the other two podcasts I've done. Not a fan very much. Yeah, I think we kind of taught, hinted at this a lot yeah. with all the Cage movies we've talked about. Mm. This, I don't know, I just wasn't as crazy or no. fun or interesting it as I thought like it was going to be. It feels like all of those kind of like Lovecraftian horror movies that have been coming out over yeah. the last few years. It doesn't feel like a Richard Stanley movie. Like, it doesn't have any of his style, yeah. other than like some mysticism. Yeah. And... Nick Cage in this movie is terrible. Like, yeah. he's doing his, like, big thing, and it's so, like, showy and, like, not a fun way either. Yeah, which kind of bummed not... me out. But you know what? We're in the minority on this. People love this People movie. People love this movie. Yeah. It's okay. I don't know. It's just not really what yeah, I want. Yeah, it's not what I want from it Nick just Cage. Felt like too, it just felt like any kind of conventional sci-fi horror movie yeah, at the that's end of the right. day. It just, there are some good images, mm -hmm. good visuals, but honestly. It's, it's so many visuals just stolen from the thing as yeah, well. Like I've seen I it. I agree. Yeah. yeah, but better than this. It's so. okay. There were a few good Nick Cage moments when he's getting like kind of kind of crazy yeah. with his family. Mm -hmm. but I don't want to rag on this. I don't know. This. They're trying to sell it like it's Mandy again, and I much preferred Mandy. I, I like Mandy, Mandy better as well. vision to it. I don't know. I've never been that big of a Richard Stanley You know what's weird is that like I don't like uh, Nick Cage being in all these films made by cult film fans. <laughs> I know. No, I agree. I agree. Even though I am excited for a Shion Sono film. Yeah, so, that'll uh, be fun. Yeah. We keep. I hope that comes out soon. So, all right, so we got to go gotta open the store. Up. We're actually like open now. The yeah. store is open. The people are here. So until next week, my name is Justin Glue. and I'm Mark Hansen. Thanks for listening. Right. Video, it's what you wanna watch. 
These movies and many more are available at your local video store.